if you want it, if you want to make the time, you've got to find the time, you've got to make the time. And I make sure to do that because I don't want to lose any aspect of this life that I've created. What fuels a multi-passionate life? I'm Jessica Wan, and in this podcast, I interview people who straddle two completely different worlds. I call them ampersands, and we are collectively designing the Ampersand Manifesto. I am so excited to talk today with Mika Ijasi. Mika is a digital marketer at Google and a professional photographer based in Oakland, California. As a photographer, she's worked with brands like American Airlines, Target, Peloton, and Starbucks. She's equally at home doing portrait photography as she is styling that delicious dessert centerpiece photo that makes your mouth water. She holds a master's in business from the Fox School of Business at Temple University and a bachelor's in marketing from Colorado State. Mika, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We got to know each other working at Magushin Marketing, the job that brought you out from Philly to the Bay Area. As a photographer, what words come to mind when you think about the Bay Area visually? Opportunity, uh, beauty, the ocean. There are just so many great opportunities to take such great photos, whether it's landscape, portrait, backdrops. Oh my gosh, it's the, I mean, it's the land of the creative. I, don't, I should have moved here a long time ago. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here in the Bay Area. You said the word opportunity so many times. Yes. What unexpected opportunities has the Bay Area opened up for you? I think working with so many internationally known brands, I was doing more photography work in Philly, but it was for smaller mom and pop shops and individuals who just wanted portraits taken. But I mean, literally within the month of moving to the Bay Area and connecting with other creatives, doors just flew open for me for some of those huge brands. And I I wasn't really expecting that. And so, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm really thankful for the connections I've made here and the, the people I've met and the brands I've gotten to get to know and work with. That's amazing. So it sounds like you kind of found a community of creatives pretty quickly upon coming here. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to or? Yeah, I specifically want to give a shout out to Black Women Photographers, which is just a home away from a home, uh, specifically the founder, Polly. She really helped create a ladder for other Black women photographers to climb up behind her and beside her. Mm, that sounds like just a, a great way to lead your life, right? Building ladders alongside you. You're an independent photographer. You don't have representation. You don't have like an agent. So what is the business side of your photography business look like in terms of the kind of hustle and networking and all of that? Yeah, I'm I'm independent. I'm not repped by anybody. And there's good sides and bad sides <laughs> to that. I would say finding new clients and just networking is all on me. Like if I were to be repped, there would be no problem getting gigs through my rep. But I, you know, I have to 
go out and get it on my own. I have to attend lots of virtual events, in-person events. There's just a lot of footwork to do. And I don't mind it because I'm passionate about it. Like this is where my heart resides. What is it like working for these big brands like Target and Starbucks? What do you enjoy about working with them? So, okay, so working with these big box brands is really invigorating because you know they've got the budget for really dope set building and um lots of props and you know choosing fancy studio spaces and so that's really great but with the big box brands comes of course you know the brand guidelines so yes we have all these really great opportunities to create something beautiful but let's not forget about the brand guidelines like you have to shoot this way with this light and you know there's just a lot of coloring inside the lines and within these boxes which you know of course you know these these brands have these rigorous guidelines that you you have to stick to which is understandable but you know as a creative sometimes I want to color outside of the lines and sometimes I want to do something outside of the ordinary and you just can't do that as much with some of these brands sure that makes sense it's it's all about like looking like that brand right Yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your portrait photography, because I feel like you you are just able to capture this amazing moment and this essence of a human being that is full of vitality. How do you capture these moments? I really try to get to know my client a little more, make them feel more comfortable with me so that I'm just not, you know, some stranger behind a camera lens. So I try my hardest (laughs) to make them smile, to make them laugh, ask them a few questions about themselves, what makes them happy. If they have children, I ask about their birthdays and what's the last thing that you did that brought you both joy. And it kind of like unlocks this like hidden oasis with clients, you know, just having the photographer ask them personal questions and not pry, but kind of care. So I try to really find like a common ground where we're both just two dope people, you know, trying to capture something beautiful and make the best of it. And I feel like I really succeed at that because a lot of my clients end up turning into friends. How do you feel um, in this moment where you are capturing these amazing moments? How do you feel inside? Oh, I love that question. I feel great. I feel like, you know, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go home and put the finishing touches on these images and present them to the client. Like it just, it just fills me up with a joy that other things have not been able to do for me. So when I take these pictures and I, and I, you know, look at the back of my camera and I replay what I've captured, I just like, I'm typically really vocal. I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so good. Or, ooh, girl, I can't wait for you to see these. Like, you look amazing. I'm just so vocal. (laughs) I'm really vocal about what, you know, about the receipts, like what I'm seeing, what I've captured. And I just cannot wait to share that with the client. Like it just brings me so much joy. Ah, It brings me so much joy even hearing about this moment. Thank you for sharing that. I know that working at Google was a dream of yours for many years. Yeah. What did that journey look like to land the job and start working there? 
Man, that was a long journey. It took, oh my gosh, maybe four or five months from the very first hello, just like a meet and greet with somebody on the team to the final offer letter. It took a really long time. Um, but I was patient because I know this is what I wanted to do and this is where I wanted to be. So lots and lots of patience with interviewing. It, it was, <laughs> I could just remember working and then trying to schedule the interviews around work and yeah, it took a long time, but well worth it. Yeah. It sounds like photography really fills your heart. And <laughs> you mentioned your vocal. Maybe it fills your vocal cords too. <laughs> what part does Google play in terms of when you're doing the marketing work, more on the you know digital marketing side, using that part of your brain? Um, how does that feel? I feel like I'm a creative all around and whether that's with photos or digital content, like for websites or for social or for newsletters or traditional forms of marketing like flyers, I feel a similar joy specifically because I feel like there is a bridge between my visual and my digital content. So for instance, for social media, like I get to craft this content and then I get to pick a really dope visual that goes along with the content or images that I'm picking that go along with the web content that I've created for a website. Like it marries very well. Um, and I feel very blessed to say that. Yeah. So balancing two pursuits of marketing and photography is not easy. You also had a baby this past year. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> so that's really, that's three pursuits at least. Yes. Yes. How are you managing the balancing act of being an ampersand? It is a journey. It's it is tough. I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. Not every day is easy. But because I love these passions so much, it brings me joy and it makes the pursuit a lot easier. I don't look at my situation of being a photographer and a mom and uh, a digital marketer and big tech. I don't look at that as like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I have so much to do. Like there's so many things to manage. I don't look at it like that. I look at these things as blessings. Like I'm able to be a digital marketer at Google. I'm able to be a really great mom and I'm able to do photography, which is what I really love on the side. And I make sure to manage that because I, I know that I love it. You know, I don't ever want to drop photography or not focus on Google or not, not, not focus on my baby like that would never <laughs> happen. I don't ever want to, you know, have to choose because of bad management or poor management of time. So I just manage my time wisely. I make sure that I spend quality time with my child uh, and with my significant others. Um, and I make time for photography. You know, I, I'm i a big advocate for making the time. If you want it, if you want to make the time, you've got to find the time, you've got to make the time. And I make sure to do that because I don't want to lose any aspect of this life that I've created. Such a great answer. Hi there, listener. Let's pause here for a moment so you can reflect on this question. What do you want to make time for? Outside of hosting this podcast, I coach leaders in the workplace to navigate change, thrive in their roles, and stay true to their values. And I love working with ampersands. If any of this intrigues you, reach out to me at jessicawan.com. J-E-S-S-I-C-A-W-A-N. 
Now, back to the show. When you think back to Mika as a child, do you feel like you had this yearning to, you know, make the time for the things you love? Do you think that's always been with you? I don't think so. I, you know, when I first finished high school and I was going into college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I was positive that I was going to an art school or I was going to, you know, take care of my prerequisites and then dive right into, you know, the College of Arts at uh, CSU. And I remember having a conversation with a mentor and they were like, oh, you know, if you want to make money in this world, if you want to be successful, you can't do art. Like Mm. that doesn't pay the bills and that doesn't get to, you know, get you where you need to be. And I was so discouraged. Like I completely changed my major and started going after something that I thought would make me money, which was business. And so thinking about how much I loved art and how much I wasn't too sure about business, I thought, okay, so how do I marry my love for art and visuals and drawing and just being creative with business? And the only way I could do that in my eyes was with going after marketing because yeah, you have to use visuals for campaigns and you get to work with creatives and it's not anything in my eyes (laughs) like computer science or like finance. <laughs> so I, I I figured the best way for me to be a creative still and make money, which I thought is what, you know, was everybody's passion in life at the time, was to go into marketing. And so I did. And I love it. And, you know, for the longest time after college, getting a marketing gig, I was like, okay, yeah, this is great. But there was still something missing. There was still like a full passion for art and I was missing it for so long and I I was happy with my job, but there was still something that was just incomplete in my heart of hearts. And so I started to take pictures. I was taking pictures of everything and of everyone and everywhere I was going and it felt great and I felt kind of fulfilled. Like, is this what I was missing? Is this what I need? And I just kept taking pictures, kept taking pictures and it like clicked. Everything like kind of came together and it doesn't stop there. Like that's, that's not it for my life. Like I feel like, okay, now I want to paint. Now I want to look into other mediums. You know, I want to look into how I can create other things and be passionate and show my baby, which, you know, her name is Nola. I want to show her that you can be a multi-creative. You can be like a multifaceted person. You don't have to just be a worker. It sounds like photography is just the beginning for Mika. And that is so exciting because it feels like almost, you know, this is the manifestation of your creativity right now, but we don't know what the manifestation will be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And yes, all babies of the world. I mean, this is why we're having this show. Like, yes, babies, you can be ampersands. You can be even more. And you can have that ampersand change throughout your life and really reflect where you are and what you've learned and and where you're going. And that's all okay. It's encouraged. Yes, I agree. 1000%. You are currently working on a project where you're capturing everyday non-professional hands, prepping and cooking food. Tell Mm -hmm. us more about how this project came to be. Yeah, so I was working on a personal project where I was telling a story through corn. I know that sounds so strange, but um, I challenged myself to take something that I loved so much that created conversations, and that was corn I you know so 
let me walk through my thought process. Typically when I, you know, when we were little, we would go to the grocery store to look for something to eat for dinner. We would grab a protein. We would grab, you know, a side and we would grab something to drink. And, you know, we're building these meals in the grocery store. So let's say we went into, you know, the produce area and we chose corn as a side dish. We would remove the husks into these big trash cans and we would start talking about our days. You know, how was your day? What did you do? What frustrated you? How did you overcome that? We would have these deep conversations like in the produce section, shucking corn. (laughs) And I love that. I just, as an adult, like I sit and think about my childhood, you know, thinking about the deep conversations I've had with my parents, it was over food. It was over bringing the family together at the dinner table. And a lot of those conversations started with shucking corn. And I, I wanted to I wanted to bring that to life through photography. So I went to the store, bought some corn, asked a friend if she would model for me, just her hands. And I just wanted to capture her essence, her black essence, because she normally has these really dope acrylic nails. I wanted to capture that blackness and those black stories around food. And that is one of my most loved pieces. I even sold a copy of that picture for the most I've ever received. Like somebody purchased that print for 300 bucks and it's in somebody's really great kitchen right now, hanging up on the wall. And I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud that other black families, any, any family, I'm so glad that any family can appreciate, you know, we spend convers, we spend a lot of time conversing over food and coming together over food. And yeah, it means a lot to me. So I wanted to create more images like that with Black hands around food, prepping food, Black families making a dish, Black families enjoying food. It just, it it hits home for me. And I'm glad that it's, you know, hitting home for other folks out there who can appreciate that type of art. Yeah, it strikes me that you are a storyteller. You're telling this story and what a beautiful tribute to your own family and those shared memories and to families everywhere. I know for me, it's green beans. (laughs) Like, oh, yes, I love that. um, Like taking the tips off of green beans. Yes. Oh, yes. That's a yes. Yeah. And of course, making dumplings for Chinese families is like a very all hands on deck. <laughs> yeah, it's this like feeling of all hands on deck. And then you prepare a meal together, you eat the meal together. Yes. So wonderful. Yeah, there's so much beauty behind that. And, you know, we we just prepare and consume and then go on to the next meal and, you know, the next daily task. And but there's yeah, there's a story there. I think I think those beautiful little moments that we don't really think twice about need to be captured. Yeah, storytelling is a part of marketing, of course, and photography. What other skills do you think are kind of a bridge between your marketing side and, you know, marketing for a big tech company and also photography and and running your photography business? Oh, man, I think creating contracts. So as a photographer, I have to find a creative way to create contracts for these big box companies. And as a marketer, I have to manage those contracts. So I feel like there's 
that similarity and also also managing the creatives that I work with the photographers like knowing the lingo to use and knowing what to look out for and how many pictures is this contract going to grant us and how many rounds of edits and how long is it going to take for the pictures to come back to us and there's a lot of similarities that makes both jobs easier for me as a photographer and as a digital marketer. I just feel like I can see the full picture when I start projects on both sides. Yeah, lots of transferable skills for sure. What advice do you have for people who are pursuing or thinking of pursuing an ampersand lifestyle? Oh, you should have done this 10 years ago. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's doable, please. I feel like Everybody should be multifaceted. Everybody should have, you know, something that they're passionate about, whether that's your full-time job or that's your part-time job or that's your side hustle. Uh, Absolutely. I think you should do it right now. I think now is the time. If you weren't doing it yesterday, start right now. It makes my life feel full and meaningful and bountiful. And you don't have to make money, you know. You don't have to make money with your side gig. You don't have to, you know, be a star in the industry. You just have to be happy. It has to just create happiness and this feeling of fulfillment inside of you. And it's perfectly doable. I feel like everybody should be doing it right now. And I feel like we should be talking about this more. So this is perfect timing. Hmm. It sounds like you found a really supportive community of creatives and photographers. I know that's something that comes up sometimes in creative work is like, if you get paid for it, then you're professional. And if you don't, then you're like not. And what does that mean? And, and it's kind of like, what are the markers of success? And who's dictating that success? What are your thoughts on that side of it? I felt that a lot in the beginning. I felt, you know, I felt that if I wasn't making any money, then what I'm doing isn't good enough. But that's not true. That's not true at all. Specifically now that I've started to make money with photography and I'm, you know, I'm getting these huge contracts and just looking back at how I was receiving this information and, you know, sitting with this information, I will, of course, like, I feel as if you don't have to make money to be a success and you don't have to make money and win contracts to be the woman or the man or the they or them that you that you were intended to be. Some of the dopest projects that I work on are personal projects that I'm spending money on materials for and I'm spending money booking studio space for. I feel like I'm the most fulfilled when I'm working on projects that make me, you know, Mika happy. Yeah, it, it's money has nothing to do with anything. It's nice, you know, I like nice things. <laughs> but at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, what fills my heart is what's most important to me. And that's my family. That's my baby girl. Uh, that's photography. And that's, you know, that's art. That's being creative. And anytime I can pull that into my life, that's a blessing in and of itself. What do you think should be in the ampersand manifesto? Create and don't stop would be a great piece to add or create with the intent of just creating. Like you, you can do anything. I feel as if I believe this wholeheartedly 
because I got my dream job and I have my family and I have this love that I share with my with my daughter and you know I, I feel like anything honestly that you put your mind to I know this is gonna sound so cliche but you could really do like it just takes a start and a drive you know it, it takes some hustle to get things done nothing comes easy but I think if you want it you can get it. You just have to put your mind to it and you've got to put in the effort and you've got to make that time, right? If you if you want two jobs and a and a side gig mm-hmm. and a family, you know, and success or not, you have to put the time in. You just have to put the time in. That there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. While your partner is sleeping, you're on the computer looking for gigs. While your baby is sleeping, you're you're painting in the garage. Like you the time is what it takes and the persistence and you can do it you just you've got to give yourself that time and that energy well it sounds like you can't imagine it any other way i love this idea of you know completeness mika in 2022 has this completeness and this completeness probably drives you forward in all the areas of your life too to just keep going mika it's been such a pleasure talking with you today Folks, you can check out Mika at MikaEjasi.com. That's M-E-I-K-A-E-J-I-A-S-I.com. If you liked this show, hit like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow ampersands. I had a chance to reflect on my interview with Mika and wanted to share a few key takeaways. I was struck by how deeply held and unwavering her values are, and how the themes of family, creativity, artistry, and passion kept coming up throughout different parts of her multifaceted life. Mika mentioned a few times that she's designed this life that works for her, and several other ampersands have brought this up as well in their interviews. A life with many parts will need designing, and that takes work and time, But I keep hearing that in the end, it is totally worth it. Lastly, it was so heartwarming to hear Mika speak about her baby girl and the future she wishes for her. It made me reflect on choices that I've made about how to live my life and how I wish a multi-passionate life for my own child and for all of our children. If you want to create and you want to earn money, you can do that. You don't have to chase a bag. You don't have to chase money all the time money is not the answer sometimes it's the problem i would never tell my daughter don't do that because it's not going to make you money (laughs) 